listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. I'm not saying that, that Texas is better than Alabama. I'm just saying that Texas, Texas is better than Alabama. home in Austin in front of 106,000 screaming fans. Like that game, if you watch that game over the weekend, if Quinn Ewers isn't taken out of the game with that illegal and dirty hit, Alabama was on their way to, to blow out City. They had they had their, their boarding pass stamped. Their trays were we're upright. We're in the upright position. Alabama's about to get thrashed. I, I think that they're going to lose that game 45-21. to 21. If you look at the first couple of drives, Quinn Ewers was just chucking the ball all over the place. They had absolutely no respect. Alabama's back seven is not that good. Number eight, Worthy. He was getting behind their secondary. It was just a matter of time. Texas, I, I was I – was, astounded by the lack of perimeter speed that Alabama had. It's just not something that you usually see from, from an Alabama team. And then, of course, all of the penalties and stuff. I think they had like 15 penalties for 120 yards or something astronomical like that. Just a not, not a typical Alabama performance. But that said, they won. And we get we get enamored at times with Winning pretty, especially some of the top teams winning by by three or four touchdowns. And I think if anything we've seen early in the college football season, we've seen that Ohio State, who struggled with Notre Dame, is beatable. We've seen that Alabama, who struggled at Texas, is beatable. We feel that Georgia is the the as the number one pretty much undisputed number one is a juggernaut, but we don't know. Oregon might suck. They had a lot of turnover at Oregon. I think what we're seeing is that there's a lot of parity in college football this year. And speaking of Notre Dame, look, I love the brothers. I support Coach Freeman. We need more African-American coaches at these elite institutions. But you can't lose to Marshall at home, you can't lose to Marshall, period, if you're Notre Dame. You cannot lose that game to Marshall. That is a fireable offense. Like, he's already, game three, he's already basically dead man walking. And I feel bad for him, but he might be in over his head. Because I get losing the bowl game, I get losing to Ohio State on the road. But you can't lose to a Sunbelt team. And the same goes for Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, after all of that smack he talked throughout the offseason about how Nick Saban cheats and how Nick Saban is a reprehensible person and how Nick Saban is a bad boss and he's not a Christian and he eats babies, which in my opinion are probably all true. I, I call Nick Saban Nick Satan. 
I think Nick Saban has a reprehensible attitude. He's one of those people that thinks that the rest of us are just here to be extras in the in the documentary of his life. We're just seat fillers for Nick Saban to step over us en route to another national championship. And God forbid anybody else has an opportunity to compete with Nick Saban. I'm the only one that should have access to NIL. I'm the only one that should have access to the best facilities and best tradition at Alabama. I should play with a 10-point handicap. And that's Nick Saban's attitude. So I supported Texas A&M, Ampersand University. They got that oil money. They got that sicko money. They got that BP money. They got that shell money. And they've given, with NIL, they've given the keys to a Ferrari, to Jimbo Fisher. And, and, and Jimbo Fisher wrecked the Ferrari on the highway going, going around the first curve. He turned that thing right into the wall. You can't talk all of that smack that Texas A&M and their boosters, and they had a number one ranked class have a top five class on, on Rivals.com for 2023. And talking about it's a new sheriff in town and all of this stuff, and they're going to compete with Alabama. And Texas, you're coming back into the, into the SEC, so Texas and Texas A&M will be back in the same conference. And Texas can get some. And after all of that talk, after all of that chatter, after all of those offseason pressers, they go out and they lose to Appalachian State. How very scum, lowercase sc, capital U-M. How very Michigan of them. Is Rich Rodriguez the offensive coordinator for, for, for Texas A&M? Is Brady Hoke at Texas A&M? Where, where did I miss the memo? I think that's a fireable offense. You you can't lose that game. So we we see in college football, there's a lot of parity this year. I think that makes for a great season. You don't really know who's going to emerge. Is Michigan going to to be elite this year? Are they going to actually close this thing out? Or are they just running up the score against Scrubs, which is something we know Jim Harbaugh likes to do? Is USC who looked really good against Stanford, is USC a legitimate player? I don't think that USC is going to have the defense or the interior linemen at this point. But offensively, USC can hang with anybody. Is Miami back? Is Texas going to run the table? Which I think absolutely not. And I hate that Quinn Ewers is out for, for four to six weeks because he just looked fantastic early in that game. I was like, this kid can play. And I was, I've been supportive of Quinn Ewers. He kind of played Ohio State to get NIL money. He left as a junior. He left after three years in high school, enrolled at Ohio State, collected more than a million dollars in NIL money. He's a top recruit in that class. And a lot of people think that Quinn Ewers will be a top five draft pick in the NFL at some point. Well, he disenrolled from Texas. He never wanted to really play at Ohio State. He just went there to get money. He was sitting behind C.J. Stroud, who's an absolute stud. He got a million dollars. I think he may have played three or four snaps in a, in a blowout. 
I think when they beat Michigan State like 100 to nothing or 100 to 7, he played some snaps in the fourth quarter. And really, he's in his class that should have been a freshman. So basically, instead of going to his senior prom, he collected, he passed go and collected a million dollars. So instead of instead of hanging out with Skippy and Chotsky, drinking Spike Punch, making out with his girlfriend at the senior prom, he collected an M and has, and has the M in the bank. I'm assuming that he's getting money at Texas, too. He's a pretty smart kid. He worked the system. I like to see people work the system. The system's been working NCAA football players for decades. And you can see with his calmness, and, and he's got a cannon for an arm. This kid, this kid has some talent. And Alabama was not, they were not ready to play. Alabama doesn't play a lot of hard road games outside of the SEC. And those kids got rattled with all the penalties and stuff like that. They got rattled. I know Nick Saban is fuming, but those kids got rattled by the crowd. Alabama doesn't usually play that game. They usually play that game at a neutral field. They would play that game in Dallas or in Atlanta or somewhere on a neutral field where it's kind of 50-50 tickets. But I like it. You saw you saw Baylor lose at BYU. That was a that was a fantastic game. You saw Tennessee gut a win out against Pittsburgh. That was a fantastic game. And you saw Kentucky. Kentucky is better than Florida. I was sitting there watching Kentucky play Florida. I was like, Kentucky is a better is a better football program than Florida. And you never thought that you would say that for football. But Kentucky, now I think that Georgia is going to beat them by 50. Because Georgia is different on defense. They're different physically. They have a different mentality. And right now, I think Georgia has the most talent. But that doesn't mean I'm not I'm not sold on their quarterback. I'm not sold that Georgia is impregnable. I think there, there are quite a few teams. You Utah lost to Florida. Utah could run the table and be in the playoff. They look fantastic this weekend. Now, I do think it's funny that Alabama, when Ohio State beats Notre Dame by 11 and people are expecting them to win by 21, it's like, oh, Ohio State's a disappointment. Even though they shut Notre Dame out in the second half. When Alabama absolutely screws the pooch, has more than 100 yards of penalties, basically wins because they had five bad calls on on this, on what should have been a safety, a lot of holding calls that 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 play where that set the play that they had uh, the scrambling play their their quarterback had Bryce Young had to set up the final field goal that won the game there was there was an egregious hold on that play there there was a lot of passing there's a lot of bad calls that Alabama was the benefactor of but when when they play like crap but when it's like, oh, well, Alabama gutted out a victory. So they stay number two in the polls, which I think is asinine. Alabama, based on what I've seen, is not the second best team in the country. I don't think their body works better than Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State is – I'm not extraordinarily impressed with that. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr., that guy is going to be something because he looks like his dad. He's fast like his dad. 
But he's 6'4". <laughs> has a 40-inch vert. And I think by the time you get him and Jackson Smith and Jigba, by the time you get late in the year, Ohio State's going to be rolling. I actually think that Ohio State and Scum, Ann Arbor Community College, I think that I think they both could make the playoff. But it's going to be a very interesting year. It's like Alabama and Texas A&M in a few weeks. That's going to be interesting, right? Because Texas A&M, they don't have any luster. A lot of luster's been knocked off of Alabama. And I think Ole Miss is lurking. Lane Kiffin had to be looking at Nick Saban's defense. Like, if I'm Nick Saban, look, I'm not a defensive guru. You know, I'm not Rex Ryan. I'm not I'm not Buddy Ryan. I'm not Bill Parcells. But I'm saying this, if I'm Alabama, they better play some dang cover two. Because that team, that back seven is bad. There, there are no, there are no, there are no top ten draft picks on that back seven right now. It's not like when they had Mark Barron and Drake Kirkpatrick and those guys when they beat LSU, shut them out in the national championship. Those guys ain't walking through that door. They better play a lot of zone and cover two because they're they're gonna get absolutely fricasseed by Lane Kiffin and some of these. Even when they play Tennessee, Tennessee's looking good. And so it's gonna be a very interesting year. And I like the parody. And I like the NIL. Everybody's getting paid. And there's a lot of parity. And when everybody has money and making it rain and driving Lambos to the games and, and the games are competitive, Lance Day is really, really happy. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. Did you know that 12,000 people are turning 65 years old every day? Many seniors will no longer be able to age in place and will need to look for individualized solutions. Upside Home is a personalized service for older adults that provides a gateway to independence and social experiences. Members choose how and where they want to live. Then their home manager connects them with services, amenities, and community events that promote overall wellness. Learn how Upside Home helps older adults age in the right place by calling 954-504-6122 or visiting UpsideHome, that's H-O-M, dot com. It's electric, made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need. With intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. You know what? I didn't tell you this, Slants. I went to Hampton. What? What? Yeah, I went to Hampton, you. You went to Hampton? Yep. Man, you, we've been doing a show together for a whole year. You just pull it out that you went to Hampton? I never went to class. I was just oh, partying. So you, so you enrolled at Hampton? James Lewis. You didn't I actually, enrolled at Hampton. You didn't actually go to Hampton. Well, I had a couple of good friends. They all went to Hampton, but and I was just sleeping on their couch, so Man. I went to some of the classes. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.